Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine Scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. Hey, good morning, and we're going to continue our discussion on keeping the faith on the Faith Works Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about speaking the Word. You know, Proverbs 18 and 21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Since this is true that death and life are in the power of the tongue, what you say is ultra important, wouldn't you say? It's incredibly important. I mean, you've heard the saying, you are what you eat, but the Bible says, in essence, you are what you speak. We're either speaking death or we're speaking life based on the scripture in, in Proverbs eighteen twenty one, And so it's really important what you say to people in situations and how you speak is critical. So we've got to learn to speak, not only just speak positive, but speak the Word of God. You can speak positive and not be truth. So we need to speak both truth and speak it in a positive fashion, which the Word of God is truth. And, and John seventeen seventeen, thy word is truth. That's what the Bible says. Therefore, we want to speak truth and we want to speak life in every situation. So strong Christians speak the word and the word only over their lives and things around them. They continually speak the word and it changes and affects everything that they do. Uh, they know that, that it is a matter of life and death. They recognize it. So the things that they say, they don't want to waste words. They don't want to waste power and authority that Jesus has given them. Therefore, what they speak is of ultra importance. And so we have to learn to speak life and speak it well uh, over every situation, regardless of what we see. Well, that goes way back to um, our earlier podcast when we talked about truth outweighs fact. You said, thy word is truth. So it's important, even in going back to last week, to encourage ourselves to maintain our faith, to keep our faith. We must encourage ourselves. We must encourage ourselves with the Word of God, with truth, because truth outweighs fact. You said again, no matter what we see, we must speak the Word of God. We must encourage ourselves with the Word of God. And we don't waste the power and authority that Jesus provided us by speaking negativity, but we speak life. So get to a place that we speak the Word over every situation. We have to first work on mastering the first three habits or practices we discussed in the other three podcasts on keeping the faith, which were... Well, each one of these is very critical. Let me just mention, so I don't want to just blow through them and 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 you just hear them one more time but I, but I actually want you to think about this for a minute what you feed your spirit and by feeding your spirit, we're talking about the Word of God. Remember the scripture that we gave, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God. So number one was feeding your spirit the Word of God. Number two, 
We build up your faith by hearing the Word of God. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing, and I like to say this to my church, and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God over and over until it takes root down in your heart, and then it becomes something, and it becomes part of your life, and it becomes a living, breathing thing. One of the things that we like to do, a practice that we have in our home, and and we've shared it with our children, is to play the Word of God at nighttime. It's known that if you play something while you're sleeping, that even while you're sleeping, your subconscious picks it up. So what better thing for your subconscious to pick up than the Word of God, for that to get down, to resonate down in your spirit, to seep down, I like to say, down into your spirit, down into your subconscious, so that you can draw from that later. What better thing to have than the Word of God? So I build your faith because you hear it over and over again. Even though you may be asleep, your subconscious is picking up on the Word of God. And I, I know for me, when, when we do that, it's it's amazing to me. I listen to the New Testament, I don't know how many times through, and I can be listening uh, or asleep and still hearing the Word and wake up and know right exactly where I'm at in the Bible, in the story, in the words of Jesus, and how important it is to have that basis to build your life upon. And so the third practice or habit to keep the faith is encourage yourself in the Lord with the Word. Right. And so we talked about David because uh, by now you know that we run. And, and the other day we had just recorded this uh, on encouraging yourself to in the Lord. And we talked about David, how he remembered the lion, how he remembered the bear. And when I was out running... I was in uh, a very dark spot about 4.30 in the morning, and I was I was running, and there was lights down the street, and I saw this thing cross the path of where I was running at, and actually, I crossed the path of a black panther who was only about 50 yards away, and I thought to myself, Lord, uh, we talked about that anointing that David had over that situation, right. and I thought, I might need that right now, but I just pray that it goes on and, and leaves, and it was a big black panther. It was about the size. <laughs> of a full-grown German Shepherd. So so, uh, I was encouraging myself. I found myself encouraging myself in the Lord and thinking, God, we've got this no matter what happens. That's right. So recapping those three things, just so that, that you can know how to work on keeping your faith, this feed your spirit. Hear the, build up your faith by hearing the Word of God and encourage yourself. And then this week, we're talking about speaking the Word of God and the importance of that. So by putting God's Word in your heart on a daily basis, you speak His, speaking His Word becomes a knee-jerk reaction to any situation. You're building up the Word of God in your spirit so that speaking it is just automatic. It just comes out your mouth. I'm, I'm trying to remember who said that impossibilities are, are places for God um, to work. And so we, we just had that. Uh, Cassandra Lee, I believe, yes. said that. And so it's, targets. It, it, it's a target for places to work. So when you have a situation that arises in your life, instead of you being overwhelmed by the situation and, and overcome by the situation, you're overwhelmed by the Word of God and the truth that's in the Word. I really love this statement that my wife, I, the first person I ever really heard coin this and that is that truth outweighs fact every time so thy word is truth 
you know, that that's such a, a powerful, powerful uh, word to me. And so speak the word in every situation and let that be your reaction. Do not give in to what your eyes see. Do not give in to what your ears hear, um, what, what situation you might be looking at on television or anything else, but continually believe and receive from the word of God. We want to speak the word when situations come is that it becomes like an automatic, like a, a machine gun, automatic, predictable response of faith that we just fire off the word of God, not with negativity, you know, not an automatic negative. Oh, no, I knew this would happen. Just negative responses, um, critical response, just doom and gloom. But we fire back, you know, like a machine gun response, our knee jerk response response should be word of God, truth, scripture, out our mouth, just that's our response. Because the Bible says that out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, if our heart is filled with negativity, if our heart is filled with doubt, if our heart is filled with unbelief, then that is what's going to surface. That's what's going to come out when the trial comes. That's what's going to come out when the squeezing comes, when the pressure comes, when the situation comes. That's what's going to come out of us. But if our heart is filled with the Word of God, if our heart is filled with belief, then when those situations arise, then we're going to have an automatic response, a machine gun rapid fire response of the Word of God speaking His Word to the situation. And it's going to be that predictable response of faith. Whenever a trial comes your way, don't just sit there like a bump on a log and let the devil have the final word. No, you need to talk back. When you speak the word, no matter what your eyes tell you, it'll change your situation. Absolutely. Just like it did for Robert Moss. Now, Robert is a young Jamaican man that attends our church um, at Salt Life. And we had the opportunity of hearing his testimony Last Sunday, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, when you had um, several of the people just stand up and share their testimony, we never even had heard his testimony. And you had many in the congregation share up and just share their testimony before Thanksgiving with us. And what a blessing it was. Yeah, Robert's dream of becoming a pilot uh, existed as long as he could remember. He, uh, according to what he told us, he said since he was a small boy, that's all he thought about when he was going through school was someday I'm going to be a pilot. And the problem was that he lived in Jamaica, which uh, was problematic in the sense of getting to a flight school that he could afford and also where he could get his training done. And so he knew he was probably faced with coming to America for that purpose. The problem was the expense was very expensive and Jamaicans don't make Make the money that we do here in America. So he was looking at about, I think he said, a $47,000 tuition to come and get the training that he wanted to become a commercial pilot. And so he was challenged by the fact that, that they wanted $10,000 up front and then $10,000 each succeeding month until it was paid for. And his mother simply told him, says, son, we don't have the money. Well, on top of that, they lived um, in a rural area, from what he said, and they had to go to a, a larger area where they had like a was a, a conference or something where they talked about the flight school and stuff, and then he had to go to the larger area to try to get his visa, which he didn't even have a visa. Um, and so his mom was saying, Robert, you're not even going to be able to get a visa. 
and his faith was so high. He's like, Mama, just come, come with me, and we're going to get the visa. God is going to take care of what I need to get the visa. We're just going to go. We're going to show up, and and everything is going to be handled. We're going to get the visa. And she was like, Okay. Um, so one of the challenges, though, um, to get the visa, he had to show that he had money on deposit, right? And he didn't have the money, and his mother was like, Son, we just don't have the money. And he went to Kingston, Jamaica, is where I believe he went to, yes. uh, in order to get the visa. And he said during that time frame, there were many people who were having their visas turned down as well, right? One after the other, and it, it just was looking impossible for him because they simply didn't have the money that was needed to be stated for him to get the visa to come to America to go to the school. You know, his mom's like, I just don't see how this is going to happen. But again, as Cassandra Lee said, you know, impossibilities are targets for miracles. Someone came forward and said, um, you know, they had they had been through a tragedy and actually had some insurance money come through and was to fix the home that they were in. And they told Robert's family that they would uh, show that as deposit for him so that he could come to America. Right. And so they did that and it showed for, they showed it for the visa and they just simply looked at the figures and signed. And uh, he was able to to come forward, to come to America. Not only did he get a visa, he he said most of the time they issue a visa from year to year. He got a five-year visa. Right. So God was good. So so he came to America, and he's here. He attends our church. He found a church. When he came to us, you know, he just shows up one Sunday, and then again another Sunday, and another Sunday. And it was brought to our attention that he was walking to our church, which was Quite a, quite a distance. Yeah, it's yeah. about four four mile walk from his house to where we are. So we didn't realize he would, you know, that that was happening. We just knew that he was coming. So once that was brought to our attention, we was like, well, that can't keep happening. So we started making sure that that he had a way to church and a way back home. We found out he was gifted. Um, a gifted musician, so he started becoming a part of our, our praise team. Then as we got to know him, we found out more and more that he was going to pilot school and to get his get his license. But as he shared his testimony, we, we did not know during all this that, that he was struggling. And as he shared, he's going through the pilot school. He was struggling with his instructors. He was struggling um, to pay his tuition. He was struggling to be able to stay at the school. They didn't have the money each month for the tuition, for the housing. They were falling behind. His uh, tuition was $10,000 a month that right. he had to put on deposit. And so, you know, his parents are writing. They don't have the money. He doesn't have the money to stay. The school is, like, getting ready to kick him out. He never shared any of this with, with, with us. And, you know, he's coming to church every week. And he said a lot of times, you know, he, he would just sit on the back row and he would cry. He would, you know, he'd come forward and he would play music. And then he would go sit on the back row or the front row and he would just cry. And he said at nighttime, uh, he would he would just lay in his bed and he would cry and he began to fast and he began to pray and he began to speak the word. He said, and I continually began speaking the word, no matter what, you know, the notice that came from the, the school saying that, you know, you're about to be... Uh, removed from the school, this amount is due, and his his father was trying to get a loan, and his mother was saying, you know, this isn't going to happen, and he began speaking the word and speaking the word and never said anything at all to us. We had no idea that this, this was going on. Finally, his dad was able to send him, I believe it was $1,000. Meanwhile, 
he's falling behind at the school. Like uh, the thousand dollars would not even make a difference. Yeah, they were penalizing him fifty dollars a day uh, during this time frame when he was not able to pay his tuition. Now his tuition was ten thousand dollars a month, which is overwhelming. And so uh, anyway, he uh, continued on and he he said the thousand dollars came in and it was immediately eaten up by all the different. penalties, if you will, that the school was charging him. So he had just a little bit left, and he's like, "This God, this is not even making a difference. And that particular Sunday morning, I got up and let the people know that we had the opportunity to do this podcast. And when he shared this, I just began to weep. Um, I had no idea. I, I shared that we had this this opportunity and gave our people the opportunity to sow into this ministry. And I believe it was on a Monday or a Tuesday, there was a knock on our door at our house. And I opened the door and it was Robert standing there with this big smile on his face with this envelope. And he handed it to me and he said, Pastor, with his Jamaican accent, I, I want to sow into the podcast. And tears filled my eyes and he's got the biggest smile and I said Robert I know that this is such a sacrifice for you not knowing how much of a sacrifice at the time but knowing that it was a a sacrifice and he said no I I must do this so I took it and I thanked him and I, I took the money and I remember praying over that money and saying God I know this is a sacrifice for him please God let it meet whatever need that he has that as he sows this let it meet his need not knowing what what a great need it was. So during this time frame, we didn't know, but there were many times where he didn't even have food. Some of the people in our church uh, had blessed him and taken him uh, out to eat on different occasions, and he testified. He said they did not know that those days that they took me out was the, that that was the only meal that I would have. Sometimes for I, I I took it the way that he said it. Sometimes for days at a time. So here he is, you know, without food. Excuse me, I'm going to get teary-eyed. Or without food, and he's in this situation that no matter what situation or state that he's in, he's he's his dream it looks like it's crumbling before his eyes. During during his testimony, he kept saying, "I do not believe my eyes. I did not believe my eyes." That's right. And he would tell his mother, "said I don't care what my eyes tell me. I know what the truth of God's word says, and how He will provide." And it says to delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And he said, "My desire is to go and to learn how to fly." And so in the midst of all this, he takes this little bit of money he has, which was a a large seed for him, actually, and he sows it into another ministry, which we have always said this, if it won't meet your need, it must be your seed. And here we see somebody actually take seed money, and he he sows it. I prayed over it, um, that God would bless it. And he keeps speaking the word, speaking the word, speaking the word. And just before he is actually kicked out of the school, it's unheard of, he said. This is his testimony. His father is able to get a loan over there in Jamaica, which is very, very difficult. And in one week's time, Robert said it's unprecedented. He gets enough money that Robert is able to stay in school and finish school. And it's, it's just what he needs to make it and to finish what he needs. And God just makes a way where there was no way. But he stood on the word. He never complained. He 
never even, no one even knew the situation, but here he was speaking the word. He was fasting. He was praying. He was worshiping. He was being diligent. He was giving. And what a testimony. I'm telling you, when he finished his testimony, people were convicted. They were crying. I was crying. It was just unbelievable Such to see the word in action, to see it walked out, to see it lived out, and to see God actually coming through, to see it happening right before our eyes of what God's word says will happen when we stand on his word. You know, in the South where we grew up, there was a term that we often heard, and that was uh, poor mouthing. And, and I never heard him one time. Now, the Bible called it murmuring and complaining. But I never heard Robert one time murmur or complain or poor mouth or try and manipulate anybody into giving him something. But instead, he was just trusting the Word of God, and he kept speaking the Word of God. And it's something that we all need to learn a lesson from. And what a powerful, powerful testimony this is. Absolutely. It just ministered to me so much. So as you said, we have to talk back. You talk back with positive words. You talk back with faith and you speak back the word of God, no matter what your eyes say. And I love what Robert said. I will not believe what my eyes see. I do not believe what my eyes see. Yeah. So we want to move into what the Bible talks about, what Jesus did when he was tempted of the devil in Matthew chapter 4. How did he answer? He answered with the word of God. And when he came across the fig tree that didn't produce, he didn't just accept it, but he talked back to, you can find that in Mark 11, 12 through 14. And, and, and you'll see that, that Jesus spoke in every situation. Matthew 4, 1. Lisa, you want to read that for us? She says that then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Life in the spirit is is really about the way that we talk, and we have to learn to speak spiritual things in every situation, because you need to realize that you're a body, soul, and a spirit, and the spirit is just as real. As a matter of fact, the spiritual realm existed before the natural realm, and therefore it takes precedence. So we have to learn. We're trying to learn to operate in the spiritual realm. So we have to speak the word and say and believe it above whatever our senses tell us. Absolutely, because Jesus' senses were telling him that he was hungry. And the Word of God tells us that he was hungry. He, you know, I think people miss that a lot of times. It said he had become hungry. And absolutely. that's a serious thing. I was just discussing this with, with one of our classes that we teach. That, you know, he went to the desert. He, was, he fasted for 40 days. And people were like, oh, but he was Jesus. But he was also man. He was in a human body. He fasted for 40 days. He was hungry. The Word of God says that. And he was hungry. Mm -hmm. So his senses were telling him he was hungry. um, And Satan knew that. So, you know, turn these stones into bread. I'm going to point out something that Satan used the same words you would hear later at the cross. And it said this, if you are the Son of God. 
And I find that very interesting. Satan used those words to begin with. If you are the Son of God, prove it. That's what he was saying. And Jesus did by speaking the word and having the power of a word move for him. Verse 5 says, Then the devil took him up into the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, there it is again, jump off, for the Scripture says, He will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up in their hands so that you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And Jesus responded again. The scripture also says you must not tempt the Lord your God. So there's a lesson here that we need to be aware of that when we are tempted, we need to watch and we need to know our motivation and the temptation, what we're going through and the different things. But we really need the word of God so that we can speak it continuously. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. When you speak the word enough, eventually the devil has to go away. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you just you continue to hit the devil over the head with the word of God. And the Bible talks about us bruising his head. We eventually will see him run away from us. And the reason that he runs is really something simple that's found in John chapter 1. I remember uh, preaching in Garden City in my early years as a pastor. And, and I was up telling people kind of along this line, you need the word, you need the word, you need to learn to speak the word. You need to find a word for every situation and speak it. And I remember the Holy Spirit just kind of leaning on me and saying, that's why I sent you. Now teach it. And so it, it really revolutionized and changed my ministry when I when I really got a hold of this scripture, which I had a hold of, but I really tried to get the church to get a hold of. And that's John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. In verse 14 of John 1, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so we see that God's Word became flesh. Here's the thing. Later on, it said, But it also became spirit. Oh, what a powerful, powerful thing that we see when it, when our words become flesh and then they become spirit. And then it begins to move in our lives over and over again. Matter of fact, I heard a famous teacher, and he's well-respected in the realm of finances, and he said, I'm not a religious man, but he understood the concept. He said, words become flesh. What you say points you in a direction and takes you towards your destiny, which you create by the way that you speak. God uses words to call those things which be not as though they were, according to Romans 4.17. And we have to do the same. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. We did that often over our son. We've, we've, that's our testimony. People have heard it over and over again. How when you would call our son on the phone and, and he would have just shot up heroin and you would he'd pick up the phone and you'd say, Hey, man of God. Yeah, we were calling him into his destiny, even though he was resistant and didn't look anything like a man of God at that point. But it didn't matter because we knew what the word of God said over him. And we just continually called him. And really, I, I want to credit my wife in that, too, because she was right involved in every situation. And, and we would use that scripture and we'd say, you'll live and not die and declare the, the works, works of, of the, the Lord. Lord. And so nowadays, he is actually walking in 
and the calling which he's been called to. And his testimony has literally gone around the world. The 700 Club uh, featured his testimony. And it all comes back to we kept consistently speaking the word over him. Absolutely. Not just him. Uh, we, we talk about him a lot, but our daughters as well. You know, speaking life over them and health over them. And, you know, they've been through quite a few tr- struggles and trials themselves. And they both are, are serving God and their husbands are serving God. They're both in full-time ministry. And the enemy tried to destroy both of them. And we've had to speak life over them as well. And your words are so powerful. Um, we've had to speak life over our marriage. We've spoken life over our finances and over our bodies. And, you know, we've faced so many struggles and, and trials and possible situations. And, you know, there's so many things that will come against you. Just It, it came against Jesus. Right yeah. there in the in the in the wilderness. Don't think the enemy does not know the word of God. He does. Yeah, and, and he is so bold. When he came to Jesus, I want you to get this. He came to the Lord. He came to the Word and tried to quote the Word or twist the Word to the Word. Do you get that? Because the Bible says in John that he that the Word became flesh. Jesus, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So here, Satan is in the wilderness. Quoting the word or twisting the word to the word. So he will come at you. He's bold. But you've got to have the word of God down in your spirit where you can boldly be bold as a lion. There's another point that you're making here, and that is if you don't know the word, it's easy to have it twisted. Oh, boy. And and so twisting is one of the oldest things that Satan has been doing. He's been doing it since the Garden of Eden. And when, when he spoke to Eve and said, did God really say? Is that exactly what he meant? And of course it was what he meant. But if you don't know the word, there are many people who will mistake good sayings for things that are, and they'll say the Bible says, and the Bible doesn't say anything remotely. Uh, related to whatever they say. And if you're not careful, it'll sound good to you. It'll sound good in your spirit. And, you know, you, you need to know the Word and get it down on the inside with understanding and so that you can speak it in whatever situation you face, no matter what you're facing. If you're sick, you've got to learn how to speak healing. If you are, are feeling like you're struggling, you need to learn to speak blessing. If you're uh, struggling with finances, you need to learn to speak abundance. If you're struggling with unforgiveness, hey, you need to learn to speak forgiveness and you need to learn to speak peace in every storm that you walk through. Uh, you know, recently I recorded a, a set of uh, scriptures, 101 things that God has said about healing. And it's just one scripture after another, after another, after another. And we play those whenever we're down, whenever we're not feeling well, we play those. And I still remember I I play uh, a tape that we got years ago when we were in in Miami, Florida. Uh, Integrity Music came out with something on healing scriptures. And I still listen to those songs today. And they're very powerful. And anytime that I'm sick, that's what I turn to. Absolutely. You have to speak the word again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And you have to, I said this earlier, fire off the scripture like a machine gun. Confess God's word in faith because it will change your life. And not only will it change your life, it will change the life of your loved ones. It'll change every circumstance that you walk through, every problem that you face. It will change the world. So... 
we just want you to notice and we want you to focus on speaking life this week, speaking the Word of God this week. So each week uh, while we're in, in session, we don't like to leave uh, without having the Holy Spirit maybe speak to the audience uh, through supernatural word of knowledge or, or the gift of prophecy. And Lisa is our resident prophetess at our church and has been proven through the years and years of experience where words have come to pass. And so... Uh, Do you have anything that you feel like God is speaking to you today for maybe the audience? Um, Actually, I just want to leave an encouraging word because even as I was, we were talking about speaking life, I I remember the enemy speaking back to me when we were speaking over our children and telling us, you know, regarding Brandon that he'd gone too far and that God was not going to be able to reach him. I feel like there's somebody listening today that you feel that way about a child, that, that they've gone too far. And I just want to encourage you today that they have not gone too far. And I just remember how, how much God loves us and loves your child. And just the scripture can be as far as the east is from the west, how he removes our sin from us. And I want to encourage you to have hope and never give up. Never, ever, ever give up. As long as there's breath in that child's body, you continue to pray and you continue to hope. And I keep, I keep getting the name Andrea. And I don't know if that's relating to that child that I keep thinking of. If there's a child named Andrea that is away from God and struggling, maybe even an addict, but I keep getting the name Andrea. And if you have a child named Andrea and you're praying for that child, I just want to encourage you not to give up on Andrea, but to continue to pray and believe that God is going to rescue them. And, you know, he is the great rescuer. He he can rescue people out of the, the pit. And we are such a testimony of that. And I just want to speak peace to you. I feel like somebody's really struggling with depression this morning. And, and I want to just release peace right now. And I just speak peace wherever you are. And I ask that peace just flood your car right now as you're listening to this podcast, that the spirit of peace right now just surrounds you as, as you're driving even, that a spirit of peace just floods you. If you're listening right now in your bedroom as you're getting dressed or your bathroom, that a spirit of peace just release over you right now and flood over you um, where you are. And maybe maybe the holidays was not a joyful time for you. Maybe it was stressful and maybe it was lonely and, 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 and depressing for you. But I release joy to you right now in the name of Jesus. We just speak joy. And, and right now, maybe you need healing in your body. And, and, and right now, maybe um, I just feel like we're supposed to release some um, words of knowledge for healing. And I feel like somebody needs healing right now in their left shoulder, like a rotator cuff. I feel like God's healing somebody's um, rotator cuff as they're listening right now. Left rotator cuff is being healed. And right now, a right elbow, a sports injury with a right elbow right now in the name of Jesus. Listen, if this seems weird to you, God is no respecter of time, place, uh, distance. It doesn't matter. Holy Spirit is everywhere. So the same Holy Spirit that's speaking to us right now can move across. We believe in the supernatural. So we're talking about faith works and we're talking about how it it works. It's not limited by time and space. And, And right now where we're doing the broadcast, 
podcast and the Holy Spirit speaking, He's moving across uh, into people's cars if that's where you are, into their homes or churches where they're listening and you know moving to, to bring healing and maybe even to another nation if they're listening or maybe you're sitting in front of your computer screen and the Holy Spirit's moving and listen, we've, we've watched TV programs where people have been watching and sitting in front of their TV program and somebody call out a specific name and they've been healed because God is, you know, who wants to serve a God that's limited to only being able to heal people by them being present right there in front of the evangelist or having to have that evangelist touch them. Our God's way bigger than that. Just as we're speaking right now, also somebody's left knee. I feel like God's bringing healing to the left knee today. Um, So a rotator cuff in in the shoulder, a left knee, elbow pain. I feel like God's bringing healing in those areas. So we just thank God for that right now. And somebody that's praying for a child and somebody named Andrea. And we just release peace again. Peace and joy during this time. Somebody who's really been struggling with joy. You feel like you've lost your joy. You've really been struggling right now. And I feel like somebody that's been facing a job layoff. I feel like God's saying there's going to be a turnaround, like a a divine turnaround. Like unexpected turnaround for you and he's just going to make a way where there seems to be no way you're just going to you're going to come in one way like I see you going in one way downcast and leaving I see you going into a building like a, a, a big building and you're downcast and you're believing for one uh, response or one, I see a lot of glass, like a lot of gla- building with a lot of glass. And I see you going in downcast and downtrodden, expecting one uh, response or one uh, reaction, some type of results as you go in. But I see you leaving rejoicing. So I see a divine turnaround, something happening that you're not expecting. You're expecting one thing to happen, but there's going to be a divine turnaround and you're not going to get the reaction, uh, the response or results that you think are coming. Like there's supposed to be like a layoff or something, um, or you're supposed to be going to be let go or something, but God's going to give you a divine turnaround and you're going to get a different reaction than what you're thinking. So I see uh, a different result happening and you're coming out, going in one way and coming out another is the word I'm getting for you. And so you're going to, but if you want to just, if you got any testimonies from these, these um, words that you're getting, or you are receiving um, a blessing from these podcasts. Hey, um, just subscribe to them. We'd love to hear from you. You can send us some emails. You can go on Facebook, connect with us on there, connect with us on our website and just say, hey, you gave a word that was for me. You know, thank you very much or, you know, whatever. Just uh, we'd love to hear from you. Amen. So speak life this week. Speak the word over and over again. And God will bless you and we will talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at KenAndLisaHenderson.com for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson. See you next week.